Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To the Thanksgiving edition of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, I maybe one of several Thanksgiving editions, but this is the one with Chris Vaccaro, uh, quote unquote friend of mine. How's it going, man? Quote unquote. I mean, is our friendship on the rocks, Nando? Is there something that you want to talk about? You want to get off your chest? Is there something that I'm not aware of? No, I, I think mean, that's a right? pretty weird introduction. Um, but hey. I guess uh, you you got to get something off your chest. Feel it's free. more like I'm not sure anymore. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're solid, I'm solid. I'm solid. Uh, yeah. I'm good. Not too solid fantasy wise, Nando. It was a bad week. Um, Eleven for me. Uh, so this might be a little bit of an hour of therapy session uh, between two old pals. I would like that a lot. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, for Brandon Marianne Lee is traveling for the holiday. She's not going to be here this week. It's not Chris talking over her introduction again. And we do have one important note. There's a Black Friday special, uh, which is running early right now for the Athletic, a one dollar a month for twelve months. So basically, twelve bucks a year. Um, you, you, I mean, I've never seen a better. Well, unless you were like a T-Mobile customer a couple of years ago when they were giving away for free. But a dollar a month for twelve months for new subscribers. Theathletic.com/slash/fantasyfootballpod. Uh, no code or anything. Just go to that. Go to that page, and uh, and you'll get the offer. So, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Unless you're Canadian, and let's jump into it. All right, so on that Thanksgiving note, uh, Vicaro, let's jump into these games. Uh, like uh, you, I know you, and I've known you for a while, and I know I think I'm safe to say, like, if you could rank your birthday, Christmas, and Thanksgiving, it would be Thanksgiving <laughs> like number one by a mile, and then everything else. Ah, um, you do know me, my yeah. friend. Oh yeah, I know you well, man. It's my favorite day of the year. But can you still enjoy it with these games? Oh, it's testing me this year. That's for sure. <laughs> um. You know, I, I always look at the Thanksgiving games like when the schedule comes out because, like I said, I look forward to this day. Um, and, you know, it, it it didn't look great then and it looks way worse now. And we still keep getting the lines, which I I, I am in the um, the school of, you know, you hear people complain that, uh, during this week every year about oh, why do they give us the lines. I'm fine with that. The tradition of the Detroit Lion game. I'm fine with all that. It's just I hope for some good games. Once we get to Thanksgiving Day, and this Lions Bears game is a stinker. You know, I feel like we either have the Lions backup quarterback in, or a third stringer every year, or a winless Lions team. Um, the matchup is all, gr- all of them this year. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got everything this year. For me, though, Thanksgiving takes a real hit with uh, this year with uh, the Cowboy game. That was the game I was looking forward to these last couple weeks. Heavy um, ownership on the Cowboys side. I thought this would be a good fantasy game. And now, you know, what happens? C.D. Lamb is uh, looking iffy with the concussion that he got on Sunday. Cooper's already out. Zeke is banged up. And all of a sudden, this game doesn't look as good as it did last week. So collectively, um, the games are ugly, but I'm still going to enjoy the day 
Hopefully. The Bills Bills are in a tailspin. Saints are a mess. Shockingly. Yeah. Nando, shockingly. That's one of the biggest surprises for me is what this Bills team's doing. You know, we've talked about it on the past, how I love this Bills team to go to the Super Bowl. And uh, I was just shocked this past week of what Jonathan Taylor and the Colts did to them in their own building. And uh, their schedule is pretty tough going ahead. Uh, the Bills. So if they don't go into New Orleans on Thanksgiving night and get a win, I believe the following week they're playing the Patriots. That game could be for uh, if the Patriots keep staying on a roll, they might be uh, looking at a, a two or three game lead over the Bills in this division, and the Bills might be in uh, serious playoff uh, scramble mode. So the, the Bills lots are still, going on. Uh, if you look at uh, Super Bowl winning odds, mm-hmm. uh, a partner is BetMGM. The Bills are still eight fifty plus eight, so eight point five to one. So it's seventeen to two uh, to win the Super Bowl. Behind only the Bucks, the Chiefs, and the Cardinals, and they're tied with the Rams. Yeah, right, Vegas uh, is Vegas is still buying in, but uh, you know you look up, they're six and four, and uh, it's it's starting to get a little dicey. I'm not jumping off the bandwagon yet. I still think this Bills team is going to the Super Bowl. They just got to figure some stuff out on offense. They have no run game. Zach Moss disappeared, where it looked like a couple of weeks ago people were, you know, buying back in on the Zach Moss hype. Um, they have no run game. They're putting it all on Josh Allen's shoulder, shoulders, and, um, you know, it's just not working. Is Allen, and I wonder, is Allen still unvaccinated? Remember he was unvaccinated in the spring? Like, there's still a shot that he could be knocked out for a couple of games, too, if he you know, mean, goes to an unfortunate shopping mall or something. I mean, Debbie Downer over here, huh? I'm just wondering, Nando, Chris, I mean, we're, you're I don't know his vaccination status, Nando. Um, I, thought you, I thought you would. You actually seemed yeah, like something you would know. Yeah. No. Sorry. Don't. All right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so him against Trevor Simeon should be a banger <laughs> at the end of the night. You know, the Saints are just one of those teams, Nando, that I just can't stomach watching for more than like two minutes at a time. I just, there's there's a certain handful of teams now where we're heading into week 12 that it's just like, oh God, when when they, you know, their game is on, I just don't want to watch them. We watched it last night with the uh, the New York Giants. Oh, They're painful to watch. Just a painful offense to watch. I don't know if you saw the clip this morning of Dan Orlovsky sent out. I actually retweeted it. I saw um, it when you retweeted it with your emojis. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. You know, the three receivers all in the same place banging into each other. It, it looks. It's a comedy show. I'm shocked that Jason Garrett still has his uh, job uh, this morning. But the Giants just despicable, despicable offense week after week. I can't. And, I mean, this is still fresh. I like. You kind of knew the Giants were going to be the best team. Mm-hmm. But you look at the players, and you're like, that could be entertaining. You know, Daniel right. Jones can run. Kenny Galladay's there. Uh, Kadarius Tony's going to be awesome to watch. Saquon Barkley's electric. And even if he got hurt, like, you know, fine. Devontae Booker, whatever, whatever. There's st- Evan Ingram, mm-hmm. you know, 100 targets a year, basically, when he's playing healthy with Daniel Jones. And it's just like, I can't, like, I can't there's even nothing. Want- yeah. It's- there's, no, there's, there's nothing. And, I, and pretty much everybody besides Barkley going forward – I'm, mm, I, I want to say Kadarius Tony, but even he's, you know, uh, you know, he's seven for 40 last night. But by the way, what a cannon of an arm this guy's got. Oh, my God. They should make yeah. him throw 10 times a game instead of Daniel Jones, who's garbage, too. Uh, I'm just so down on that team as a Giants fan. But fantasy wise, I thought the same thing you did. Uh, I thought that this team could be fantasy friendly. And might be in some shootouts, and they have the pieces, and nothing. Kenny Galladay's been a complete bust of a signing. Can't use him, can't use Evan Ingram. 
So it's just Barkley. It was good to see him back out there last night. Um, he did. He kept coming out of the game, looking at that ankle a little bit. I was worried there at one point in the third quarter that he might have re-aggravated it, but I think he got out of the game okay. So going forward, he's a low-end RB1, I would say. Uh, I'd put him in that 10 to 12 range going forward. But um, it, it's other than him, you know, it, yeah. it's it's ugly. Depressing. Depressing. How bad are your teams? I mean, I know you're upset that you lost a lot this week, but I mean, are you still like seven? How and bad four? are my teams? No, no I'm like, having. Listen, you're, you're I'm having like a great four, eight and three. Yeah, you're just mad no, about one no, week. no. I listen. I'm. I, I don't listen. There's three weeks left before we hit the playoffs. I I'm having a very solid fantasy season in my high stakes leagues. I have a lot of teams that are right there in first to second place. Um, but that can change week to week. I, I did take a, I did have a bad week this past week, which really hurt me because it either knocked me out of first place in certain big leagues or just low points where I was contending in a top three spot, which is what you need to be in the high stakes um, playoffs. So this week definitely set me back where I was in great position in a lot of leagues, a majority of my leagues to go to the playoffs. This was a step back, and now, you know, the pressure's on. These last three weeks, I have to get my wins, and I have to get points, and, and I got to keep rolling. But, you know, roster-wise, my teams are solid. Uh, I've, I've avoided this year more than ever before, the, you know, duds of picks in draft season. And uh, it was just, it, you know, we talked about it last week, Nando, and it happened again this week. The quarterback position for a third week in a row in fantasy murdered people. And I know it murdered me. You know, as a big Dak Prescott owner, uh, his four points was was terrible. And, you know, as a uh, Stafford and Kyler Murray owner, um, with them not available, I had to go to different backups. And I rolled out Justin Fields in a handful of lineups. Uh, that yeah, was a disaster. Yeah, I had a few of him. Yeah, Daniel Jones. I even had to plug in thinking, all right, you know, he's got to keep up with Tampa. He's good for 20 points, especially as a running quarterback. He was a bust. But look at across everything. You know, Joe Burrow was ter- was didn't put up good numbers. Tannehill in a good spot was bad. Pat Mahomes busted again. Um, and we could go on and on. But the quarterback position, fantasy-wise, there was only three or four good ones this past week. I'm done with Daniel. I'm dropping Daniel Jones. Oh, you're finally getting off the Daniel Jones train, huh, buddy? Oh, look, man. I, I, I guess it's, you know, I had a little bit of faith that maybe, just maybe, with Saquon back and Kenny Galladay back, like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here's the Daniel Jones game plan. Let's go. No. And it's just not, like, they're just so out of sync. It's yeah. just, you can't even blame the offensive line anymore. It's just like they're not, you know, it's, no, I don't the, know. The, the, the Giants yeah. offensive line's been a lot better. And, and, the, and, and as a Giant fan, the kid Thomas, our, our top five overall pick from last year, who had a terrible rookie year, man, he bounced back. He, he caught the touchdown last night and looked yeah. so athletic. It was unbelievable play. It was the only highlight of the Giants last night, but uh, he's living up to the hype again. He'll be a cornerstone for the next, you know, eight, ten years. So that was actually uh, good to see that he's a legit piece on the line. But, um, you know, Daniel Jones, drop him, Nando. By the way, how did your winless uh, team do this past week? Well, the good news is we broke 100 points. And the bad news is? We did not win. We lost yes. by 40. 40? Yeah, we got we got we we had a bad opponent this week. We actually have the most yeah. points scored against us. I got a C plus from Yahoo for my week eleven results, though. Oh, and that's all we live for in life is getting oh, those my high bad. grades from Yahoo. We lost by seventy five. Oh, that's yeah. So you were in it right there. Yeah, 
He almost doubled me up. Who did he have? Jonathan Taylor, uh, Rodgers, or Eckler combination? He Uh, had Taylor, McLaurin, Brady, Connor. Those were his top four. Mine were Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Dustin Hopkins, and Josh Jacobs. So so there you go, man. All right, buddy. Keep keep tracking. You're three weeks away from uh, the Holy Grail. I'm rooting for you. Let me tell are you rooting for me to go winless or are you rooting for me to get a win? No, I'm totally rooting for you to go winless. I want 0 and 14 for you. I got Devontae Adams, Robbie Anderson. I got I on the bench I had Marquez Valdez Scantling. Where are you at him? Oh. Can you start having Devontae Adams uh, the same week? Can you do that? Funny enough, listen, and, and for the people that uh you know are, are loyal readers of mine, I apologize for not having an article out last week. Life caught up with me. I'll he had back. no remorse. There was no remorse. No, no, I'm just saying, but I I, I, I would have wrote, you know, my <laughs> my uh my section of the article where I put sleepers of the week at each position, um, MVS would have been my guy and I rolled them out in my biggest oh, yeah. league. We, everyone believes you. Yeah, I, that's fine. I well, you know what? I could I could screenshot my my teams that I rolled out MVS this past week and uh, thought he was in a good spot with Alan Lazard out. Um, MVS, I, you know, I I didn't expect twenty four fantasy points in PPR. I was hoping for you know twelve to fourteen, but uh, I I lucked out on a on a heavy bye week. He was my actually my Cooper Cup replacement in a handful of leagues. So that worked out perfectly. It was like I didn't even lose Cooper Cup for the week. So um, MVS filled in nicely, but uh, he's not somebody you can rely on week after week. By the way, uh, I had well, I told myself, and I wrote in a Word file privately in my computer that people should take the money line on the Texans last week. Ah, um, uh, yes. Yeah, and I'll screenshot yes. it and send it to you too if you'd like. Yes, you do. Yeah, that. I'll do. I'll get on that. <laughs> Beller, hey, you know who called it? Beller called it in his uh, in his upset column. Beller's been on a roll. Beller. Beller's like 80 Oh, and, good for you, Beller. Yeah. 80 and That's 56 good. or something crazy like that. I, you know what? I feel, you know, not to poo-poo on Beller because shout out to Beller for putting that in print. But, um, you know, I have a couple big survivor leagues and I avoided taking the Titans. It was the perfect spot. And I'm sure he felt the same way making that pick. It was the perfect letdown spot. Um, you know, the whole team is banged up. They came off about four or five straight weeks of beating like really good competition. The Texans were coming off their bye. It was just the perfect storm of a uh, either the Titans are going to get through this game and win, you know, by a couple points, or it was it was just a, a major letdown spot for the Titans and a perfect storm. And that's and and that's what we've been seeing the last three weeks. Really good teams lay an egg in certain spots that we didn't see coming, and uh, sure enough, the Titans uh, did it again this week. Nick Westbrook Akinye is back in uh, in the mix now. Oh, your nice. boy. Oh, he's your boy too. Actually, I think you actually said you Not liked really. him one week. You did say one week you liked. Oh him. yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, it's impossible to predict the Titans. Uh, you know, wide receivers here. That you know, everybody ran to the wire and spent for Marcus Johnson, and uh, you know, he pulls that hammy early in the game, gives everybody the zero that they were looking for. AJ Brown, uh, this guy's just killing me all all year long. It's either you know you, it's either down performances. He had that nice two three week stretch, you know, a couple weeks back where it was like finally he's gonna be that legit top ten receiver rest of the season, Um, and now he's he's let us down again with, with another couple injuries and who knows if he plays this week, but. Just, just one of those seasons that's just not working out for uh, us AJ Brown owners. Well, it happens, man. I mean, at least you're not. You, I mean, I, I'm sure you are because you were hyping up Jonathan Taylor. You're talking about him a lot uh, publicly in print mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the season started. 
Mm-hmm. Um, look, at, I was just you know thinking about the buys. Jonathan Taylor's on a buy in week fourteen, man. Yeah. You are you are you're not screwed, but I mean like it's gonna suck if you're staring that down. You're seven and six. Yeah, it really is, and and that's why I mean we all complained about this week fourteen bye week for um you know teams and some people that was a reason for them to not fade Jonathan Taylor but just go elsewhere in the first round like ah, I don't want to get to week fourteen need the win to win my league or get in the playoffs and and Jonathan Taylor isn't there or any other cult. Uh, but you're seeing now that was not the right move to make. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute beast, an absolute stud, the number one fantasy player to have uh, this year and going forward rest of season. An absolute stud. I wouldn't trade him for not one player in fantasy. Oh, you know what I want to do um, in the next couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. I mean, trade deadline's gone. You know, we, you don't really talk about start sitting some of these studs. But remember last year when we did the, the mock draft of the first round? For the like following season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could do that down I'd the like stretch. That. Absolutely. Right. Chris, uh, DFS, you, you still do that at all? Um, I you, I put in you know one or two lineups in the Millie Maker every, every week. Uh, that's it. I haven't yeah. really uh, focused in on DFS. Uh, I love Thanksgiving DFS. That's when I think, like, I don't do I it. do play that. I do I do every year play, uh, you know, that the Turkey Bowl slate uh, for that. The NFFC has a really good... Um, tournament uh play that they're uh, running this year it's uh you know hundred dollars uh entry and a five thousand dollar grand prize and you got to pick uh a starting lineup from the the six games and uh you have to have at least one player from each team and then you get to fill out the rest of your roster so check that out at uh nffc who's your quarterback um, i'm gonna go with dak yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with Dak just because I don't think you could look at that Lions Bears game, and uh, I'm not using Simeon from the Saints. So why it'll not? Be actually had a couple. Dak and Josh Allen. Simeon's had a couple good games. Yeah, so he put up surprisingly um, good numbers. Uh, you know, a lot of garbage time points. Uh, this well, garbage time week, counts. Sure does. I just don't see them doing it versus uh, the Bills' defense. Not that the Bills' defense has been great, but I think that Bills' team bounces back this week, uh, you know? Oh, why, man? Like, isn't this the second time I, they've laid an egg in the last three weeks, basically? Yeah, I, I still, you know, there's certain teams that you just believe in, Nando, and uh, that's going to be mine. Uh, I could be totally wrong on this as the season goes on, but I'm sticking with the Bills, both uh, offensively and defensively. I think they... I think they figure it out and, and and figure out a way to, you know, get to the playoffs and, um, you know, get to the Super Bowl. Well, you are one of the best players I know. So. Oh, thank you, Nanda. That's it. You're welcome. Uh, Appreciate I'm, I'm it. Are you to... a big Thanksgiving guy, Nanda? Yeah. Who isn't? I, I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, they prefer are the holidays or Thanksgiving just like another day or, you know. No, I like it. I like it a lot. You're a big turkey. You're a big turkey stuffing guy. Or? I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. Uh, so my great uncle, uh, was a chef up in Syracuse, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, he, he had this dressing, right? It's, it's, I guess stuffing goes inside the turkey and dressings on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he left, he's got this dressing recipe that I tried a couple years ago and, uh, failed miserably. I added some salt where I shouldn't have. So this year I tried, like for the last few weeks, I've been messing around with stuff and I think I've made a really amazing dressing, uh, <laughs> Based on his recipe, and then I added a couple of things. 
So I'm very Fantastic. excited. Oh, this is, yeah. Give me an update on that, all right? I'll send it to you. Shout out to Cafasso's uh, in Fort Lee for their sausage, which is really making it sing. There you go. Maybe yeah. they'll sponsor it. Maybe they'll be another sponsor of the show uh, next week now with their uh, shout out. Speaking would, of I disappointment. Them, I wouldn't ask them to do that. Well, uh, how disappointing was that Cowboys Chiefs game? Was, I mean, as messed up as things have been in fantasy and in the NFL these last three weeks, I think. No bigger surprise was there and has there been than that Cowboys-Chiefs game that had a total of 57 in Vegas. We were expecting fireworks on both sides of the ball, and then everything went completely opposite in a 19-9 stinker with zero touchdown passes between two stud quarterbacks and Zeke Elliott bombing. Uh, Just terrible. Just a terrible, terrible letdown of a fantasy game, which I feel like is very, uh, you know, it's it's the trend. Every time there's a hyped up fantasy game, it never lives up to the hype this year. Uh, you know, you've, there have been a couple early. You know what it was? I think it was early. Maybe I don't know, man. I don't like. I don't know what's going on. Maybe people are kind of like, we got that extra game. Let's let's not exhaust ourselves. Um, I mean, that's how, I mean, that's how we got Wayne Gallman as the most added player when they used him pretty hardcore at the end of the game when they knew they had a Thursday turnaround and he didn't do anything in the game. I mean, the coach even told us that was going to happen, but maybe people are laying off the gas a little bit just because they know they got to extend themselves for another game. Uh, I, don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, All right. Well, let's hear your theory that, that you No, I there is no theory. I mean, the week. Chiefs aren't playing Thursday, so I mean, they could why would they lay an egg? Uh, Dallas I'm sure didn't go in there and say Chiefs right, have been a mess all year. Yeah, but then they got back on track last Sunday versus the Raiders and Mahomes, you know, throwing for, you know, 400 yards and five touchdowns. And everybody was like, all right, the king is back. And then this week happened and it looked like, you know, a, a mess again. But good to see Clyde Edwards Alaire out there. It looked like he just came back and took back over the uh, backfield. And, uh, you know, I guess, uh, rest in peace, Daryl Williams. Uh, it was a nice little run for us, uh, Daryl Williams owners that stuck him in and, uh, he produced nicely for uh, a solid month. But, uh, when they come out of the bye in week 12, I think you could view Clyde Edwards Alaire as a solid RB too. Oh, I would, I mean, if things go right for him and the chiefs can fix what ails them, you think he could sneak into back end RB one territory? I mean, that's stretching it. That's all stretching right. it. Oh, uh, right. I'll leave him. I'll leave him in that twelve to sixteen range. Rest of the season. Um, I got some questions I want to ask you about some players who. Let's do it. Uh, Rex Burkhead. Pass. Go. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I mean, great. Eighteen carries for what? Nineteen yards. I mean, it was embarrassing. Eighteen carries. Uh, Eighteen carries, which you can't ignore. You're right. I'm not gonna, you know, dismiss you and that. But, uh, you know, David Johnson, I believe, had 14 carries as well. Um, just an, another team that you want to kind of avoid if you're desperate. Yeah, you could go one of those routes and hold your nose. But, uh, you know, 18 carries, 40 yards, disgusting. Uh, they do have the Jets here. Everybody runs on the Jets. So desperation play only. Uh, but I'm not signing off on that one. Who? Uh, how about Dontrell Hilliard? Nope. Really? No, and you know, that's another backfield that's frustrating. Everybody, it's, what do you do? You know, I went to Deontay Foreman this past week, your boy. Our boy. And got let down. And, um, 
you know, it's it's a mix and match. They still got AP out there. And, um, you know, McNichols was out with a concussion. I expect him to be back. So, you know, uh, it's, it's just all over the place. I don't know. It just seems like he's McNichols now. It seems like he's a little well, bit of McNichols. What do you mean? I mean, McNichols. what do you mean now? You think McNichols doesn't come back after his concussion and, and, and have a role? I don't know. It didn't seem like he was doing much before the concussion in this new uh, world order. Okay. I don't know. I mean, look. Uh, Listen, I, I, we, we've said it a couple – I said it a couple weeks ago about the – this team is in a free fall. And, and they're – I could totally look up and see this team as like, you know, like a 9-8 and eight when the season ends. Yeah. you okay, Remember when the Titans lost it's, nine games in a row to end the season? Like one of those? Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's going to be my survivor pick actually this year, this week, because survivor's terrible this uh, week. It's a really, really tough week. And uh, I still have the Patriots available. And who would have thought to go attack, you know, and go after a Titans team that's first in the AFC still, uh, you know, as your survivor pick. But I'm taking the Patriots this week um, versus the Titans. Hey, Vaccaro, do you stay away from uh, picking a Thanksgiving Day game? So if they lose, you're not disappointed. It doesn't ruin your, your favorite day of the year. Funny you say that because I was a big survivor <laughs> league last year and I made it to Thanksgiving and I took Dallas and I lost and it literally ruined my Thanksgiving. <laughs> it literally, I was like, you know what? Never again. That's I will amazing. not. I will stay away from that uh, Thanksgiving day uh, slate for uh, Survivor. Do you, uh, do you get up at like, you know, you get up in the morning, whatever, saunter downstairs, start picking at the food like 10 a.m. Or are you like one of those, like, let me wait until it's ready to go? Well, uh, there, there's no food going on in my house as a uh, single uh, bachelor, Nando. I, I go to my well, I assume you go to your, sisters, yeah, your family's but, or something. But uh, when I get there, uh, yeah, I'm just ravaging the, uh, the kitchen. You don't wait? You're not like, let me just save all this room yeah, for the I big pick. turkey meal? I, I, I pick a little bit. You know, we put out the antipasta and everything like that early during the Lions game. You get the good salami? Then, do you go get the, yeah. do you get the, the stuff in that we, It's all real deal. Come on. We're real deal Italians. There's, no. There's no, Some people are okay with the stuff it. you get at the store. The boar's head. Yeah. We time it perfectly. They know by now. You know, we have a lot of football guys in the, uh, in the family, so... You know, right after the Lions game, we sit down. We have a nice 45 minutes before the Cowboy game starts. It's all time to execute it perfectly. <laughs> Do people defer to you? Are they like, hey, this is the football guy? Like, Yeah. Let yeah, him have yeah, the good yeah. seat. Yeah, it's based around me. Mm-hmm. I could see that actually happening. Yeah. Uh, Cam Newton, startable every week? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, what a crazy twist. It is. And you know what? Uh, shout out to Cam for uh, saving a, a bunch of my teams. Uh, you know, I woke up Sunday morning to that Lamar Jackson uh, bombshell. And uh, yeah, we Lamar still know Jackson. what that illness is, right? It's still just illness, right? Vague you know, illness. you know what? Let, let's let's talk about what is wrong with this guy. You know, I don't want to make light of it or whatever or whatever. I really don't care. But this guy is sick every single week. Like what? what is his deal? Like, is, does he have the sniffles? Is he out? Like, it's not COVID. I feel like he's gotten uh, COVID like six times in the last year. Yeah. Um, but this isn't COVID related. But these last bunch of weeks, every Tuesday, Wednesday, he's like, uh, Lamar got sent home because he was sick. Lamar's not practicing. He's sick. Then, you know, this hit. 
And it was like, all right, most of us Lamar Jackson owners were like, ah, oh, he's sick again. Don't worry. He'll still be there on Sunday. And then, you know, the Schefter report on Saturday night, eh, it's 50-50. And then it started getting me worried. I went to the wire on Saturday night just to back myself up. Um, and I went to the wire and in a couple of leagues earlier in the week, I backed him up with Cam Newton and Sunday morning hit. I slid in Cam Newton in my Lamar Jackson leagues where I could and Cam came through. And I think going forward, uh, yeah, he's a top 12 fantasy quarterback in, in my eyes, especially with the running, uh, you know, with the ability to still use his legs. Do you think NFL players and I guess athletes in general are anti-flu vax as much as they are the covid one like this could have, like he could have gotten hit by the flu but I, you're right like he keeps maybe he's got colitis or something i don't know i don't want to speculate yeah on Lamar he's Jackson, got something like, wrong he's got something wrong with it because he, like he's he's gets sicker than like a three-year-old child you know he gets sick more than a three-year-old child how crushed are you the jamal agnews out for the season Oh, I mean, almost as crushed as you are. Um, and that offense is another team that's just anemic to look at. Here's a little fantasy tidbit. I was talking to my friend the other day because I'm watching that Niners-Jags game. We got to start looking at who the Niners are playing and kind of fade them and not play them if we have other options because it's frustrating watching San Francisco 49ers games because this team bleeds the clock like nobody's business. You know, they start the game... They just are chain-moving offense. They they went on like a 10-minute drive to start the game. They keep the ball out of the other team's hands where the time of possession is like 40 to 20. Um, it, it's just bad. Jacksonville didn't touch the ball. Their offense didn't get on the field until like four minutes left in the first quarter. And, you know, not that Jacksonville's offense, you're going to them for, you know, offensive goodness, fantasy goodness, but... My God, San Francisco does a hell of a job keeping the ball out of uh, other teams' hands. Good for them, right? Hold on, I'll pull up their schedule right now and tell you who they're playing the rest of the year. By the way, Brandon Ayuk. Um, yeah, well, he's he's on the he's on the. Ayuk is firmly back in the uh, in fantasy owners' good graces, you know. And somebody, you know, whoever the owner is in each league that went for a dollar and scooped a bump off waivers when the original owner dropped him. That's uh, you know, that's working out pretty damn well for you because I know I saw Ayuk getting dropped all over the high stakes community, and rightfully so when he was an absolute zero and you know every week barely playing and not contributing and in Shanahan's doghouse. But now you could go to him and look at him as a as a solid wide receiver two or three in this offense. And we said it before, it's because there's limited targets in this offense. You know, it's Debo who's like a glorified running back now. That's crazy. Which is crazy, but you know, still, uh, still an absolute fantasy stud. Like, can you tell me, De- Debo out. Samuel is a better? Because you know the problem with these young guys, and the Shanahan was saying, and and uh, uh, who else was saying it about their why their rookie running back isn't playing? But it's like pass protection. You got to do all these things. You got to play special teams, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Debo Debo Samuel is a better pass protector than Trey Sermon, basically. Which Trey, I think you, you have to it's assume just, that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, just knowing the offense better, obviously Debo knows it way better than you know the rookie Trey Sermon. But why Sermon would you ever go to college? Fit, Sermon just doesn't fit Shanahan's system, you know, like a like an Elijah Mitchell does, or a or a Jeff Wilson does. Um, so it, maybe it's it's just not going to work out. I mean, it's too early to tell. He's a rookie, but it just looks like he was drafted by the wrong team and the wrong system. 
So it's a it's a wasted year for Trey Sermon. We'll see. Um, what oh happens. yeah, but you know what? His second year. Three weeks ago, we were saying it's a wasted year for Brandon Ayuk, and he's the new exactly. Uh, he's the new Dante Pettis. Yeah. Oh, God. Poor guys on IR. Did you did you uh, did you leave him on your team, or did you drop Dante Pettis finally? Oh, I put him on IR. Well, it's not going to hurt anybody. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> why not <laughs> why is he even on your team i don't know maybe when he goes looks himself up on yahoo he's he's oh uh, you know there's one team that owns me that's great i feel good about life oh uh, that's good so you're boosting his confidence yeah, good for you yeah um that's nice of you here's the 49ers remaining schedule vikings in week 12 great game by the way that's a that's a big time game not to stop you right there but i you like just this vikings said, team all right no no i mean like game wise because if you look at this upcoming week's schedule and, you know, we obviously we have the three games on Thanksgiving, so the Sunday schedule is going to be condensed, uh, and you're not going to have, you know, a nine one o'clock games like we just had this past week. You hate But that. you look at the early games, and they're all garbage. Uh, there's really only one or two decent games. The four o'clock schedule this upcoming week, again, is only three games, but they're all really good games. And that Vikings-Niners game, you have two offenses and two teams that are on the rise, and they're getting back into play, uh Playoff contentions. You could look at it as like a, a fantasy, and not a fantasy, a, a real life eliminator for two five and five teams, and uh, two teams that I think if you get in, if they sneak in, one of them's gonna sneak in as the six or seven seed in the NFC. You know, I don't think either, and I don't think anybody's gonna want to see them. But this game itself isn't gonna be great, right? Because like you just said, San Francisco milks the clock. Uh, or can Minnesota prevent them from doing that? Yeah, it could. You know, Minnesota's going to have to get up early on them, and I think that's probably the only way you're going to change the Niners' game script. But the Niners like to, you know, run it, run it, run some more, get yourself into a third and one or two, move the chains, start the chains all over again, keep that clock running, let's run it again with Wilson or Mitchell. Nice short pass to Kittle. Like, it's just one of those offenses that you just look up, the clock is running, they're keeping the other team's offense off the field. But uh, listen, Jefferson, uh, Je- by the way, Justin Jefferson, what an absolute stud. That was a yeah. miss for me in fantasy season. I was um, an A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin at the end of second round over Justin Jefferson, where the three of them were uh, basically sitting there in every draft, um, as well as C.D. Lamb. I, you know, that was my other guy. But I went with Brown, McLaurin, and Lamb every single time over Jefferson. I didn't diversify to Jefferson at all. And um, that was a wrong move. Not that the other three guys aren't working out besides Brown, but Jefferson was definitely a great fantasy pick at the end of that second round this year. And, um, you know, Cousins Cousins is a solid fantasy quarterback as well. You know, I I wonder what this offense would have looked like with a nice move tight end in Irv Smith uh, if he didn't go down um, because this is a really nice offense to watch week in and week out. You know, it takes a big man to admit he's wrong. Hey, listen, I, I I get pissed off when fantasy analysts and people in our industry don't acknowledge, you know, their misses. Uh, that bothers me more than anything. And, and, you know, the people that only want to, you know, pound their chest and say, oh, I was right on that. I was my guy. That was my pick. I hate that because nobody in this industry is going to be right all who the time. Specifically, who are you referring to on that? Do you really want me to drop names? Because no. I will. You know I will. <laughs> I know. I, you I know. Yeah, let's, I know. Just, let's keep it nice. Okay, John Hansen. Okay. Oh. Any more? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We could keep going, but I'll, I'll just stop at that one. 
All right, the, for the rest of the 49ers schedule uh, after the, the Vikings are the Seahawks and then the Bengals in week 14. Say it again. I'm sorry. That broke up. Go ahead, Nanda. What is uh, the, the Seahawks and then the Bengals. Seahawks, what a disaster. Oh, my uh, God. Right. That was another quarterback. You know, I talked about quarterbacks before. Russell Wilson's in trouble, man. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure we could blame it on the finger. None of us are going to really know how he's dealing with that finger, but... That's his two duds of a game no. in a row. Uh, his schedule does open up a little bit. He gets Washington this week on Monday Night Football. And I, if you're a Russ Wilson owner, I think you're taking a hard look in the mirror this week as you go into this uh, you know, week. I don't know if you're in contention, if the rest of your fantasy team's been carrying you as a Russell Wilson owner, but it has not been a solid fantasy season uh, for you know, if, as a Russ Wilson owner. As someone who uh, loves Geno Smith, I can tell you that it's the offense. It's not Russell Wilson. Maybe. They're so frustrating the way they play the game. But anyway. Maybe. Uh, and I'm dropping Rashad Penny. Uh, you know, that was hurt. one of my pickups in these last, like, month. Getting, a, you know, acquiring a lot of Rashad Penny shares. But, you know, another hamstring uh, issue now. Again, it's just this guy's brittle. I'm not dealing with it. Tomorrow night in, in Fab, I'll be uh, dumping all my Rashad Penny shares. Is that a free move out of frustration for you? Like, okay, I'm done with Penny. Let me find someone else. Or is that like, I got someone. Penny's the guy that's definitely is going to go. Uh, uh, that might be a couple guys. Uh, you know, Ty Johnson. I'd be yeah. trying to acquire him this week. A couple others like that. But, Would you go to uh, DJ Dallas? Is that is that a move? DJ Dallas, not bad. You know, him, Travis Homer. Um, you know, guys that can contribute in PPR leagues going forward. But I'd pick up either of those two guys over Rashad Penny. Yeah, Rashad mm-hmm. Penny. Uh, so let's Real bummer go- with our guy Michael Carter, by the way, Nando, right? I know we're trying to hit on as many teams and players here. But real bummer. Michael Carter goes down with what they're saying is a kind of a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss two to three weeks. Knocks you out for the rest of the uh, fantasy regular season. But... Carter, Carter was really having a solid second half of his rookie season, and now we're not going to have him rest of the way. If the Jets give Tevin Coleman the majority of the shares, I'm going to be sick to my stomach. Um, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> you, you are, like, just so weirdly uh, against the idea of Tevin Coleman. It's just, we, we, you know, there's no reason to go to Tevin Coleman. You're the Jets. It's, you know, you're not going anywhere. You know what? What's the point of giving Coleman the shares? Why? I I mean, everybody. I mean, nobody goes in. No NFL team, I don't think, goes into the the week and goes, ah, I want to lose this week. But, you know, there's nothing to see. You got to develop your younger players when you're a bad team going nowhere. And at worst, even if they don't produce well you you take a loss you get a higher draft pick um it's uh you know it should be ty johnson just turn it over turn the backfield over now for these two three weeks to ty johnson all right i hope they're listening i hope so too wait i just want to bring this in. i'm looking at spreads and, and you know i know usually in my uh, article i put out um my bet of the week and and i'm looking i've been fascinated with this game since last you know the last couple of days as we head in to see what the spread is it's the game of the week the rams and the packers i absolutely love the rams going into lambo and winning this game at a pickem bell are you behind that by any chance i don't know if he can chime in on this one i know he's the gambling uh, guy but i sure can I love chime the in rams yeah i can chime in on that yeah. um I like the Rams too. It's a, it's probably a stay away for me to be honest. Um, okay, so you know, we'll you're not see that what high on it. yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see what's going on with both Stafford and Rodgers as this week progresses. If I were forced to pick it though, 
I like the Rams coming out of a bye. Sean McVay, good coach out of a bye. Yeah. I think they can get things going. I worry a little bit about how central Robert Woods was to everything they did offensively, not just his literal catches, but like everything he did for them in the run game, one of the best blocking receivers in the NFL, got a few carries himself. I think they can find ways to replicate that. I think they can find ways to make up for that deficiency elsewhere by getting Van Jefferson maybe a little bit more involved. Van Jefferson in mm-hmm. the Deshaun Jackson, his role plus the Deshaun Jackson role. Um, so I like the Rams having to pick, but uh, with the way those two teams are going, really like both of those teams, it's probably a stay away for me. Okay. All right. I see it a little differently. I think this is a, a really good spot. The Packers with their one eye on uh, the bye week, the following week, knowing they're in a good spot, uh, having their division looking like they're going to cruise to their division win. And uh, Rodgers with this toe issue, their offensive line, the kid Jenkins just getting knocked out for the year that he still don't have Bakhtiari. I think this is a, a real bad mismatch uh, where Donald can disrupt this game. And Rodgers and, and the rest of the Packers looking to get into the bye week to, to rest up for their stretch run. Rams coming off their uh, bye week, two weeks to prepare for this game for McVay. Without Jair, Jair Alexander still uh, in in the secondary, uh, I don't know when he's coming back, but uh, I just see this all as a perfect storm for the Rams, and I think the line is telling you that um, would have been a pick'em. So we'll see. Anyway, Nando, let's. What else we got, buddy? We got to hit on a do, lot of stuff. I think you should do the reads next week. But are you putting a column in? Say that again? Are you hand, oh, you I, I, I absolutely am. The yeah. column will be out tomorrow. Um, oh, will it? I, I will be doing the column tonight. It will be out tomorrow for our Thanksgiving Spectacular. I'll be talking about Thanksgiving and the rest of the games. I'm sure I'll be talking about the Rams and the Packers game of the week. And um, and that's it. I'll expect another 5.30 in the morning text from you, probably saying something about the article that I send in. And uh, What do you want me to do at 5.30 in the morning? Oh, I, I don't. I don't know. You maybe you'll be. Who knows? You know, because you would never send five thirty in the morning texts to me saying nothing, right? Oh, you send some pretty late texts to me. So I, when I read it at five thirty, I'm like, oh, hey, here's your reply, friend. Pretty. I, just so the people at home know what we're talking about, I asked him something about today's show. I think the text was at like nine forty-five last night. It was at night. like ten forty-eight. I don't know about that. It was oh, it was yeah. definitely before 11 p.m. And I heard my phone buzz because I was stupid enough to forget to keep it on um, uh, on silent last night. And I said, who's buzzing my phone? And I look over. It's 530 in the morning and Nando sending me meaningless text. So it wasn't anyway, meaningless. people don't want to hear this. They want to hear fantasy goodness. So let's get back to it, Nando. It was at 1035 p.m. And it was no rundown. Okay. Oh, and then there was another one right after that. Who is M. Goodwin on Chicago for me? Yeah, okay. That was a weird one. Keep dreaming. <laughs> Keep dreaming. <laughs> That's great. But Judy Bloom did not write How to Eat Fried Worms, by the way. I already closed the window, so I don't remember who it was. Like, James Rockwell was his name. God. Did you ever have Scholastic Book Fairs, Chris? Come on, Nando. All right, let's get to a couple more things before we have to uh, wrap this up. Um you know, I know, I know Rondell Moore is off this week, but seeing what happened last night with Tony, uh, you know, if you're playing with end-of-roster spots, like if you're ready to just – all right, let's not let's not use Penny because it's a different position, but if you just had a spot and you're in some world where you had to choose between these two, and I put up Kadarius Tony versus Rondell Moore, who do you think is going to have a better rest of season? Tony or Rondell Moore? Give me Kadarius Tony easily. 
rest yeah. of the way. All yeah, right. because they're going to, you know, the Cardinals are going to come out of their bye. DeAndre Hopkins will fully expect to be back in this offense. Rondell Moore will go back to probably playing less than 50% of the snaps. Kadarius Tony shouldn't leave the field going forward. Um, I know Shepard was out last night, but, um, you know, they're, they're crazy if they keep their first round pick off the field down the stretch here, you know, as a losing team. So, you know, it's it's Tony over Rondell Moore for me. And speaking of Moores, let's go to my boy Elijah Moore. And uh, you see that segue? You see that segue, Nando, how I do it? Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm really picking up on this, uh, you know, stuff. Uh, Elijah Moore, he's finally coming into his own, what we all hoped for, drafting him. This is, uh, you know, a bunch of good weeks in a row. Blow-up game, ran 80% uh, of snaps. No reason to see it going down, going forward. Another guy that shouldn't leave the field. Keep Elijah Moore in your starting lineup the rest of the season, I think, that uh, you know that draft spot on the board in August is finally going to pay off down the stretch, and that is the definition of a league winner. Elijah Moore, rest of season. It's impressive he's done that with all those different quarterbacks too. Yes, yeah, and I don't even know which quarterback is the guy I want in there for my Elijah Moore shares. To be honest, because you know Flacco got it done. Flacco's got his eye for him. Uh, even Mike White had you know an eye for him, but uh, you know Zach Wilson's probably coming back. If not this week, in, in another week, and uh, that might be the quarterback I want to see le- the the least out of the three of them. You seem like a Flacco guy. That sounds. No, I, I mean, let's be honest. That's definitely one of your guys. That's a uh, that's, that's a Nando a, type of guy. Well, no, that doesn't actually make sense at all. He doesn't run. I like mine to run. Uh, Thanks into like, the ground. Like you haven't paid attention to anything we've talked about over the years. <laughs> you don't even know me, friend. Is Maybe Lawrence... this is why our friendship is on the rocks, like you said in the beginning. Well, oh, I I know why it's on the rocks. I didn't. I don't want to bring our real life into this. Uh, okay. Into the show because you get upset. It's so. because you send five thirty texts to me. That's why. That's not why. Oh, okay. Sorry. You should get up early one day, man. It's a, it's a whole new world. They, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a channel called Discovery Kids that shows old Transformers and GI Joe cartoons. Jesus. Been watching a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And then I can probably tell you like who my all-star newscasters are from New York now. I Nando. So Nando. Yeah, what's up? Stick to fantasy. <laughs> I asked the question. I, was, uh, I started to ask, is Trevor Lawrence a bust? And you brought up our friendship on the rocks. 100%. Yeah, because I just say it once. And you take it a whole nother direction into like a five-minute discussion about what newscasters you watch at five in the morning. Anyway, Trevor Lawrence is a bust. So is the whole offense. Uh, your boy Jamal Agnew is gone now. Is there going to be life for you, LaVisca Chanel truthers out there? I don't know, but uh, I know he better start, uh, you know, going to find Dan Arnold again. Our boy took a zero on zero targets this past week where I had him in a lot of uh, my lineups and it was painful uh, you know, seeing that zero across a lot of my rosters this week, there's no reason that Dan Arnold shouldn't be getting targeted eight to ten times every week. You know who played 26% of snaps last week? Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin did, yeah. There he is. Well, I mean, there's life for him again now, huh, Nando? No, no. Uh, on that note, we got to – let's wrap it up. We got to go. We've, we've done a good hour of mm. friendship and advice. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners. Thanks everybody for listening. As Chris said, enjoy your holiday, please. Uh, have fun. Hope it's one of your top two, like all of us here. Uh, and hopefully this advice helped and don't pick a Thanksgiving team in your survivor pool. If you want your day ruined. So that's all we got. Well, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. I know you got, 
Pick the pick the night game. Pick the Bill Saints game. So the day's already over. So there you go. All right, there you go. And uh, don't forget the Black Friday special here at the Athletic. Uh, I already forgot the code. I think it's Fantasy Football Pod. Theathletic.com slash Fantasy Football Pod. Just rewind to the start of the show. It is. There you go. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Enjoy your holidays. We'll talk to you later. Bye.